Well, that didn't work out as much as I wanted it to, but we're off to a great start here. Trying to incorporate some music for some fun to uh, get the podcast kicked off, but we are working on episode six. Uh, Mitch and Nate here. We've got a lot that we want to talk about today. Um, want to kick it kick things off with uh we're gonna talk about some multi-sport athletes obviously this is triggered by kyler murray uh nate's got a ton of information about that um we are gonna go through some we're gonna start doing something regularly with um at the nba draft and we're gonna talk about some of the top picks um busts uh big time players now that went in the late in the draft, um, you know, things of that nature. So that's going to be, we're going to talk about last year's draft, which isn't uh, obviously right now. We're not getting any surprises, but we're going to talk about that. Um, NFL picks, we're just going to kind of recap at how bad Nate sucks at that. Um and I think Nate's got a couple things up his sleeve that he wants to talk about as well. So we, uh, like I said, got a lot to talk about. I do want to shout out uh, Brett Geelan and Waldorf University in Forest City, Iowa. Brett is the director of the intramurals. Um, he's doing some really cool things. They do... A lot of different activities, dodgeball, volleyball, basketball, bowling, uh, ping pong, kickball, pool, a lot of different leagues that, that uh, he's doing there. Um, and they also go on a lot of trips. They go to three-plus NBA basketball games every year up in Minneapolis, Vikings games, Twins games, uh, Minnesota Wild, Laser Tags, um, Barnstormers. Um, they have a suite for the Iowa Wolves game, um, doing a lot of really cool stuff for the students there. So, um, as a BV alum, both me and Nate and Brett, actually, um, that's really cool to hear because we had what basketball, softball and football, maybe volleyball. Um, so Nate, like. How would have this have changed college for you if it would have? It, well, I mean, it would have been it would have been nice to have those options. Like, like you said, we didn't really have a whole lot to to choose from. It was volleyball, basketball, or flag football, and uh, that's not a whole lot to choose from. So, if you got a guy that you know, I was never really a big basketball player, so I didn't play any basketball. I played one year, like my sophomore year, played flag football, but that was it. Um, so it would be nice to have all those other options, especially the trips that uh, that they go on. That's that's a nice throw-in bonus to, to kind of be involved in, and um, it would have been nice to have those those options to choose from. Yeah, I think the big thing is the trips um, for me. Like that, Lord knows how he's getting that stuff funded, but he's making it happen. Um, you know, for a lot of kids in school, like 
they've never been to professional sports events before. So not only that all the extra sports activities that Brett is allowing there, but also allowing the opportunities to go to experience things that you may not have ever experienced before. Um, That's awesome. I think it's great. Yeah. That's what I was just say. Keep keep doing what you're doing up there. It sounds like sounds like a lot of fun going on. Yeah. Keep us posted. Whatever stuff you got going on new, like love to hear about it. So great job, Brett. Um Brett's like my fifth cousin or something. I don't know. Like I think our grandmas are cousins. Um but Brett's a good guy, so I'm glad that uh he's having a lot of success with that. Um before we get into the multi-sport stuff, the multi-sport athletes, um, big news in college football with a couple of trade or not trades, <laughs> kind of tra- transfers. Um, you want to walk us through some of that stuff, Nate? Yeah. So we kind of talked last week that Justin Fields was transferring from Georgia to Ohio State. So what's that going to trigger? Well, that's going to trigger their redshirt freshman five-star recruit Tate Martell to transfer and he's he's going to be going to Miami uh I'm not sure if he's going to get a waiver or not to allow him to play without missing a year of eligibility I doubt it because he's a he'd be a redshirt sophomore next year but he's he could be a special quarterback he's a really good athlete he was 45 and 0 in high school as a starting quarterback so that's Pretty good, I'd say. Where do you know? Where do you go to um, school? Do you know? He played a little bit. Yeah, no big deal. No, he played where, a little bit this year. Where Where did he go to high school? Where What state was he in high school at? Do you know? I don't. Well, I didn't. See I mean, forty five and zero is good, no matter what state you're in. But I think there's a difference between going forty five and zero in Texas and forty five zero in Montana. <laughs> Yeah, there's gonna be a difference there, but I, I'm gonna look it up while we're talking right now. But I have a, I thought it was it wasn't like North Dakota, <laughs> but uh, let's see here. So while I'm looking him up, um, I mean, there's big. Oh, news. he's from Las Vegas, Nevada. Okay. So, Did he go to one of those schools out there? I know Dana White has kids like he went a, to Bishop Borman. Yeah, that's where Dana White's kids go. Yeah. Um, that's not the big news though when it comes to transfers. No. Why don't you tell us the big news? The the big news, um, Jalen Hurts from Alabama, who was the starter before Tua. And won a national championship and only lost two games as a starter. Got replaced by Tua. He's now going to go to Oklahoma. And because he's a he's graduated, so he's a grad transfer. So mm-hmm. he gets to play right away without having to sit out anything. So he's going to be Oklahoma's starting quarterback. So now for the third year in a row, Oklahoma will have a, another well, I guess not the third year in a row, but the second year in a row for sure, one and done quarterback with from Kyler to, to now Jalen with um, 
Baker, Baker Mayfield before him. I do have a question when it comes to the third year in a row for Oklahoma quarterbacks, though. No, he's not one of the Heisman. <laughs> you th- does he go to New York, though? Is he a, is he a candidate? Uh, it depends. They're going to have to to change their offense a little bit to to match what he does well. But I mean, just off the top of my head, when I think of other people he's going to have to compete with for Heisman, it's going to be difficult. But I mean, he could. I mean, he's stepping into a great situation. Yeah, I mean, he's got he, a good offense around him. They're they're bringing back two of their two of their top three receivers. Uh, I think their running backs are back. Their offensive line is basically back. So they're going to have and with defense. It's just if he's going to if it's going to be him throwing it enough. I guess would be my question. You know he's going to run it and, and get a bunch of yards running, but is he going to be a good enough passer yeah. to be able to be in the Heisman when you've got guys like probably Justin Fields? Uh, to uh, Trevor Lawrence, Jake Fromm, Tua, yeah, uh, all those guys. Even uh, coming back again, so it's gonna be it's it's gonna be a good race. Who's the uh, the guy from Oregon? Herbert. Herbert. I mean, he's probably an early. I I feel like he's got to be like in the conversation, depending on how their season goes. But to start the season, like he was one of the top rated quarterbacks. In, yeah, he'll be a preseason hot topic for for the Heisman for sure. I I mean, there's a lot of good stuff going on in college football now. A lot of mix and match, and who knows? The what, funny thing. Not to, to cut you off there, but I just remember this. But with Jalen transferring to Oklahoma, I want to get what your reaction is to this. Oklahoma's got a fifth-year grad quarterback who's been on the roster. He sat behind Baker. He sat behind Kyler. Well, once Jalen Hurts decided to transfer into Oklahoma, he put his papers in to transfer out of Oklahoma as a grad transfer and his top priority or his main place he wants to go is West Virginia. So Hmm. obviously West Virginia doesn't have a quarterback right now, so he would likely be their starter, but West Virginia is also in Oklahoma's conference and they're obviously going to play each other this year. So Oklahoma has blocked his request to transfer to West Virginia, which Legally, or I guess I should, you could say legally through NCAA rules, they have the right to do that. But ethically, I think that's a bunch of BS. That's I, yeah, that that's wrong. Um, this happened um, with Cam Johnson. He yeah. was, he graduated from Pitt. He had two years of eligibility left, and. Um, Wanted to go to North Carolina, and the coach at Pitt blocked it. And luckily, Roy Williams was good friends with I think his name was Jamie Dixon at the yeah, time. He's TCU's coach now. Um, called him up and said, "Hey, I don't. God knows what he said. I would have said, "Hey, you're being a d- 
douchebag. Um, he like, probably buy a bottle of wine. Yeah, I mean, he he. I know he didn't say that because Roy Williams like doesn't curse. Um, yeah, but called him up. Probably and called said, him a knucklehead. You know, it's like listen, like he doesn't want to be there, and like, who are you to stop him from doing what he wants to do? Right, and if I'm if I'm North Carolina and Roy Williams. If I really want to piss Pittsburgh off, I'm going to say, "Who do you, you really think you're going to compete with us? If even if we don't have this guy, like you're not on our level. Yeah. So let's not play this childish game. So it's going to be it's kind of opposite with Oklahoma because they're the better they're the better team losing a guy. But I mean, he sat on the bench for two years. He's put his time in, and he's graduated. He just wants a chance to play West Virginia. I think he's from West Virginia, so that's why they're his top choice. Now, he's got other options. He's got other places he can go, but he prefers West Virginia. So let, if him they go, keep, let him go where he wants to go. Like, I don't see right. that. Because, that, I mean, that just – Oklahoma knows how good he is. I don't know how big of a whatever star recruit he was, but – they, I mean, they probably just don't want him going to another Big 12 team, giving their secrets away, kind of like what we talked about last week with Jalen going to an SEC team. So I just thought that was kind of – I thought that was a BS move. But I And I also – I don't know who makes the call on that. Is it the AD? Is it the head coach? Well – Hell, is it the school president? I, I don't know. It, it probably has nothing to do with the school president. Um, I would – my – Guests would say the AD or the the head coach. Um, I do know with the Pitt North Carolina thing that was the head coach, which it was the head coach probably telling the AD to do it, and the AD is probably telling the president to do it. I don't know how all that works, but when it comes down to like whose idea is this to block it. It's probably the head coach. And the, the funny thing about the, the whole Pitt-North Carolina thing, because that was, what, two years ago? Uh, yeah. Right, because he's still... He's still... So, this, is, this is last year. So this is his second year at North Carolina. Right, so it would have been would have been about two or three years ago. So yeah. the funny thing is, Jamie Dixon left for TCU pretty close to right after that happened. Yeah. So... You're, you're telling a kid that, no, you can't transfer to a school you want to go to, but I'm going to go ahead and accept a job at the school I went to college to, college at. Wherever I want. I mean, really. Right. So it's kind of a two-faced BS move. But. Yeah. I think, listen, bottom line, if somebody wants out, let them out. Let them go wherever they want. What are you going to gain? By blocking somebody from doing what they want, nothing. Right, and it—I don't think it has anything to do with them leaving your school. It's you just don't want them to go to your competitor. Then be better. Listen, Oklahoma, oh, I, I agree. Uh, Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray, Jalen Hurts—like three years in a row, you have Heisman candidate, Heisman winning trophy, or Heisman Trophy winning quarterbacks and this year Jalen Hurts is going to be in that conversation again like what and do you understand the irony of that though because 
where did Baker Mayfield come from? He Trans- transferred transfer. from Texas Tech. Yep. Another school within their conference. Yep. So they got a bunch of wins, a Heisman Trophy winner, bowl wins, all that from doing something that they're not going to let a fifth-year graduate do. So I, I think, think it's just – I think if it if push comes to shove – I think it's probably going to they're going to let him do what he wants to do. But West Virginia is going to have to get more involved with it. Like yeah. much like North Carolina got involved with uh Cam Johnson. But while we're on the topic of, of uh, they Oklahoma, might not even want like that. I'm sure they'll probably take him <laughs> cuz they don't have anybody. Probably. <laughs> but while we're on the topic of uh Oklahoma quarterbacks, uh, Kyler Murray. So situation with this is gets drafted what ninth overall um, by the Oakland Oakland A's. Um, got like four and a half million dollar signing bonus sitting on the table. Um, decides eh, maybe I want to declare for the NFL draft. Um. Oakland A's obviously don't want this to happen, so I don't know if this is a power move to get more money, or if he genuinely like thinks he's going to be an NFL quarterback. I don't see that happening. It it's a little of both, um, because before he met or before he decided to throw his hat into the the NFL draft. And declare he did meet with representatives from the A's and also from MLB, the MLB marketing department, because they they know what this kid is, not only on the field but off the field, like uh with his brand. Like he's he's already got a brand and he hasn't even stepped foot on a professional field yet mm-hmm. because he won a Heisman. He's all over Sports Center. He's a stud. The other thing is, he's a black kid that wants to play baseball. Like you don't. There's not many black guys playing baseball. It's it's white, Latin American, Cuban. It's those the black athletes are going to football, going to basketball. So MLB wants to to get back to Ken Griffey Jr. to get some of the the black kids more interested and involved in baseball. So that's one of the reasons, obviously he's a really good baseball player too. So that's another reason they want him. Um, so when he met with them, allegedly one report I said, said saw said that for him to choose baseball, he wanted 15 million from the A's because a, he's like already in a, con- in a contract six months out of being drafted they can give him they can sign him to a major league deal but he then goes on their 40 man roster and so then that kind of plays tricks with the rest of their roster and how they can move that around cuz obviously he's going to have to spend a few years in the minor leagues which which is a topic I'll talk about here later but um just because he declared for the draft doesn't mean that he ends up going to the NFL right. because they could draft him and not sign him so that's going to be another big thing for him going through the combine and pre-draft workouts and stuff like that is if he wants to get drafted in the first round, he's going to have to really 
sell himself is, on wanting to play football. Is this going to be like another situation with John Elway? It could be, and that's it's a good thing you bring that up. He's the guy I've got noted here to talk about, but he he could definitely do what Elway did and force a trade if somebody he doesn't want to go to drafts him. He could say, I'm not playing for you. You might as well trade me. Or, and then force them to trade him. If they don't trade him, he doesn't sign. He goes and play baseball. Yeah. The... That's definitely something I could see happening. Um, Strictly for, um, I mean, this is just a great, we posted it on Facebook, but what a situation to be in, right? Oh, yeah, he's, he's, this is the perfect position for, like, it's a terrible position for the, the, the teams to be in, but it's a great position for him as a kid to be in. Like he can choose whatever he wants to do. He's said he loves them both equally. So it's not like he's just really good at baseball, but he doesn't really like it that much. And he loves football. He loves them both. Mm -hmm. And he's, he's really talented. And so he's, he's in the catbird seat. He can choose what he wants to do. And so that's kind of what we talked about in, in the Facebook post we got some good opinions on what they would choose and, and stuff like that. So I kind of wanted to hear what, what your thought was, and then I'll go into my thoughts and kind of break down some of these other guys. My thoughts, I, I'm obviously biased to baseball, but it's more than just that. Like, I'm playing baseball. Like, if I'm Kyler Murray, like, I don't have a pro- problem with him saying, "Hey, let me go into the draft. Let me see what I can do." Like, if there's a time to be selfish, now's the time. Because at the end of the day, like he can get exactly what he wants and get paid more money for it. So, more power to him. All he's doing is simple economics, supply and demand. Who who's who wants him more? And that that was one of the uh, one of the holdups, I guess, that some people brought up. It doesn't sound like anybody is really worried that that's going to happen or this is what happened. But one thing that they brought up was, did the A's knowingly draft him, knowing that and and sign him? I guess were they able to sign him for what they were because they told them, Hey, look, come back to us in six, seven months and we can work out a longer, more lucrative deal for you just to get him signed. But that they kind of threw that aside because of his situations that they didn't really see him being a Heisman winner when, uh, when that all happened. But yeah, I agree with you. He's his, his choices. And the other answer, the, point that I saw somebody else brought up was he's from Tyler, Texas, which big football place playing mm-hmm. in front of tens of ten thousands of people on Friday night as a high schooler, then going to Oklahoma, playing on the big screen, playing in primetime ESPN winning the Heisman. So he's used to the 
spotlight, right? He's used to being the main focus. Is he really going to want to play minor league baseball? Or would he rather go lead an NFL team and be in the spotlight again? But that's something he's going to have to think about too. I mean, do you want to fly first class and be with an NFL team and be on the road only eight weekends out of the year and then be home the rest of the year? Or do you want to go play minor league baseball in Las Vegas and ride on a bus every three days? So that, I mean, that's one way to look at it, but the way I see it is, do you want to have a 10 year career and retire when you're 35 and feel like you're 72 or and make and most likely make less money or do you want to play baseball for the next 15 to 18 years probably make more money and also retire and have your health and and your body it it's kind of a i mean either way you're you're sitting in a good spot like we talked about but if you want to you want to look at it in a short the short time frame because if he signs with an NFL team he'll have he'll probably earn more money early in his career because baseball that's probably the longevity type of track or he could do what Russell Wilson did and go to the NFL get drafted and sign with an NFL team and then play baseball in the summer and then report to to training camp and see how your, your summer goes with baseball. And if you're not developing, go football full time. If you're, if you're, if you are developing, you're moving fast, you're looking like maybe next year you can go to the big leagues. Maybe cut your NFL career short after a couple of years. I don't know. It's going to be, it's going to be fun to watch what he chooses to do and um, kind of which route he takes. Um, but I've got, you've got, I've a got list. some, yeah, you've the got other a reason why, players. well, before I get into these other players, I wanted to bring this up about Kyler because he kind of burst on the scene for baseball too. Like he's, he's obviously fast, athletic, good center fielder mm-hmm. but the thing about baseball as we all know is hitting isn't easy so his first year 2017 he only hit a buck 22 yeah. and so he hit 122 in only 32 27 games sorry so he had an OBP on base percentage of 317. He only had six hits in 49 at bats. So his first year, he didn't do real well. But then last year, he blew up on the scene. He jumped his average to 296 with a 398 on base percentage. Ended up hitting 10 bombs with 47 RBIs, three double or three triples, 12, 13 doubles. But the thing, he only, he walked 28 times. He struck out 56, kind of on the higher side. But he stole 10 bases. And he played really good defense in center field. So he might be thinking maybe 
you know, maybe I'm not good enough to play in the MLB and maybe I am in the NFL. That's kind of, I mean, he's 5'10", so it's going to be difficult for him. But one point that they also made on NFL Live today, actually, was at Oklahoma, his offensive linemen are going to be NFL linemen. So he's already playing behind an, an NFL type of offensive line, an NFL-sized offensive line. So he's used to having to look over that offensive line and move around. And that's what makes him great is because he is able to move around and throw from different angles like Patrick Mahomes, yeah. which then points out to the number one overall pick in the NFL draft, the Arizona Cardinals, who their new head coach has been on record before he was the Cardinals coach of saying how much he loves Kyler Murray. So do they trade Josh Rosen and draft Kyler Murray number one, or do they keep Rosen and still draft uh, Kyler Murray? That would be a mistake. It'd be a huge mistake. I, think, I would. I think. I don't think it would be a mistake because of the player. I think it would be a mistake because of the situation, and you're gambling a lot on what he chooses to do. Yeah. So, I don't know. McShay is saying he's going to be in the top ten, top fifteen. Physically, I think he could, but that's a that's a pretty big risk to take if you're an NFL franchise to to risk a top 10 pick on somebody who might not sign yeah. and who's got all the leverage. He's got all the leverage. I don't care what anybody says. He's got all the leverage because like you were saying before, he could choose not to play, not to sign the deal. So or force you yeah, to trade. That's what I don't think like Lee was saying, Hey, if, if you're a true, um, first draft, first round draft pick, that's going to come in make a huge difference. That's one thing. In the NFL if that's you, like you're you're made. Like you're going to make more money in the NFL than you would in the MLB. Um but that's like less than 1% of players. Um another point that Lee likes to make, well he's 5'10, he's 5'10 and I'm like I like your point like well his <laughs> Offensive linemen, they're going to play in the NFL. Like, he's right. used to that. And I'm just like, what about Drew Brees? Like, statistically, yeah. Drew Brees is one of, is the best quarterback in the history of the NFL. And he's six foot. He's listed at six foot. That's why he's on his tippy toes trying to look over that line. So, like. But what Kyler's got that Drew doesn't is that mobility. I. If if I'm Kyler, I'm playing baseball. Like that's pretty much all there is to it. Well, well and so with with him too, the the type of quarterback he is, like Lee was mentioned saying in on the Facebook post, um, how many of those five foot ten NFL quarterbacks are out there playing five years or later? That's fine. Nobody's saying he has to spend his whole career in the NFL. Like I'll get to here in a minute with some other players. Go to the NFL, get a bunch of money right away, play for play out your, your rookie deal, and then go back to baseball full-time. Because you can go back to, to baseball. Like, if you're if you're working in the summer, like, he can still go to minor league camp like Russell Wilson has and fine-tune his hitting and all that. Obviously, he'll be rusty at any point, but you can't go back to football after being out of it 
and not being hit for a long time. That's a lot. That's more difficult to do. But go play in the NFL for four years, make a bunch of money, then come back to baseball. By the time your four years in the NFL is up, you'll probably be ready for MLB rather than AAA. And yeah, now you but, jump right into there. But what there's so Deion Sanders had he said um, if I'm Kyler. I'd pick up the bat and I don't look back. That's coming from an, a Hall of Fame football player. Right. And his point was, he's like, yeah, I was a Hall of Fame football player. I've got the gold jacket in my, lo- in my you know, he's like, I'm fine. But how good, do, how good does Kyler Murray want to be in the NFL or the MLB? Because if you split time and do both, well, and Deion Sanders did both at the same time. Even, he did. But so if you do that or what you're proposing, which if you're a quarterback, you can't do both. There's no way you can do both. But to your, what you're saying is go to the Russell NFL. Russell Wilson didn't want a Super Bowl. Okay, one person did both. One person in the history of everything. My point is, if you want to be the top tier player, which they all do, you got to pick one or the other. So, I, I I understand your point. I think that leads us to a good topic to throw on the on the page about specialization because you're seeing a lot of that obviously now all the way down to high school. So that might be a good topic. That's different. Oh, okay. That's why I was going to ask. And that's why I said it could be a good topic to bring back to the table about what you think about specialization. But, uh, cause I think we're on the same page with, with high school type. I'd love to talk about that. Yeah. But yeah, we can bring that back. But, um, now that you brought up Dion, I'll jump into my list of, uh, Guys that I just did a quick search. Some guys I already knew. Some guys were a surprise to me. Uh, two-way players between NFL, so football and baseball. Not all of them either made it to the NFL. Not all of them made it to the big leagues in baseball. Some of them chose one or the other. Uh, now, obviously, this isn't a, a complete list. Mm-hmm. It's just some big names I thought I saw that um, – so – my overall list of players, two-way guys, guys that you know right away, Deion Sanders, John Elway, Brian Jordan, Joe Maurer, Jeff Francoeur, uh, Brandon Whedon, Jeff Samarja, Drew Henson, obviously Russell Wilson, Bo Jackson. Then two older guys that I didn't know about, um, Jim Thorpe and George Hallis. Huh. But once you get back to the older, like, early 1900s there were a lot of them like they they yeah there are a lot of play, people that played both ways and obviously tim tebow uh, probably one of the most famous ones on the list because of his situation he just got engaged um, to miss universe shout out to tim tebow yeah. and miss she's lucky that my wife wasn't uh involved in that miss universe stuff Oh, yeah, she is. She would have been yeah. Miss Universe runner-up if Stephanie was involved with that. I'm just saying. Then we'd be talking about you being famous instead of Tim Tebow. 
Not for being a two-sport athlete. Listen, I'm just glad the guy found somebody because I didn't want to see him be on The Bachelor. Uh, was it so us that uh, we're, wait, is it us that we were talking about? Is he a virgin what? still? Is he a virgin? Colton? Colton? No. Tim Tebow. Oh, I thought you were talking about the guy on The Bachelor right now. No. But yeah, he is. But Tebow? Yeah. It's a good question. Probably. We we texted about this, right? Probably. For everybody that doesn't know, like me and Nate text every single day. Like there's not a day that goes by that me and Nate don't talk to each other about something stupid. And yeah. this this came up the other day, like is he he's a man of God. I mean, that's very public. But like is he? No, we talked about this a long time ago. Like, you know, everybody's got their their demon or their one thing that people don't know about. Like, oh, I didn't know that guy collected skulls or you know whatever. So he's this perfect guy you see on TV, uh, does and says all the right things, high character guy. So what's his what's his hidden is he a fight? Clo- is he a closet whore? Right. Like what what is it? Is he really is he going going to all these parties and Look, I don't think so. I think he's a virgin. And here's the thing, like this is so for Tim Tebow, like if if it were me and I just got engaged and Somebody was like, oh, yeah, he's obviously saving himself for his wife. Like, for me, that's easy for anybody to believe that I'm a virgin, <laughs> right? But when you're Tim Tebow and you're the quarter- – It takes a lot of restraint. You know that girls are just throwing themselves at that guy. Not only is he They're a flocking. superstar athlete, but he's so good looking. Yeah, he's got cannons. Look at those guns. And he's husband material. Right? I mean, don't you can't look at that guy and be like, eh, he's going to be a good dad. Like that, 100%. Oh, yeah. He's going to be a good, like, oh. look, I'm, I think he is. He's going to lead all the church retreats and take his kids camping and he's going to, he's going to be a great dad. So that's an easy sell. So it, we're getting off topic. I just want yeah, to. Yeah, that also happens a lot when we text too. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we won't bore you with any other uh, topics that we do text about. Some of them, some of them get off the rails pretty quick. But like uh, this back whole... to my list here. Yes. Uh, so a couple other guys that that uh, played two sports that you'll probably know: Carl Crawford, obviously. Lee dropped his name in there. Todd three... Elton's another well, one. Well, Carl Crawford was three sports. He had his choice between the yeah. NBA, the MLB, and the NFL. He, yeah, him and Dave Winfield. Dave Winfield, back I think the seventies, he was drafted in baseball, football, and basketball, and he chose baseball. And good choice. F that uh, guy. Todd Helton. Todd Helton was the quarterback at Tennessee before Peyton Manning. Yep. So good there. Jameis Winston. Uh, he's a pitcher for Florida State. What? Didn't know that one. Didn't know that. Uh, so then a couple that I didn't know, I knew most of those, um, other than Jim Thorpe, 
didn't know didn't know he played both, but uh, Tom Brady. Yeah, pretty boy Tom Brady was drafted by the Expos out of high school in 95 in the 18th round. So he made the choice to go to Michigan, and that turned out pretty good for him. Yeah, I'd say. Uh, Dan Marino was drafted in the fourth round by the Royals in 1979 as a pitcher, but didn't sign, went to Pittsburgh. John Lynch was a second-round draft pick by the Marlins. Fun fact, and he was a pitcher. Fun fact about him, he was the second ever draft pick by the Florida Marlins, at the time Miami Marlins. Are you their serious? first pick that year was Charles Johnson. Yeah, dead serious. Because that was their that was the expansion year. So their first pick was Charles Johnson, their catcher, then John Lynch. He ended up playing two years in the minors, but then got drafted to the into the NFL in 1993, 66th overall pick, and uh, chose football full time. Could you imagine getting plunked by him and charging the mound? Oh, I'm not going anywhere. He would lay you down. <laughs> like, thanks, thanks. I'll go take my base. Yeah. Appreciate it. I'll just go back uh, to it. Actually, if, sir, if you want me to go to the dugout, I'll do that. Yeah, I'll, you just want to count that as a strikeout? Yeah, you struck me okay. out, right? <laughs> uh, so then I think the most surprising one on the list that – I had no clue about uh, Ricky Williams, running back from Texas, uh, Saints, Dolphins, you know, pothead Ricky Williams. He was an eighth-round pick in 1995 by the Phillies. Same year as Tom Brady, but a few rounds before him. And he ended up playing four years in the minors. Not very well. He was an outfielder. Outfielder? Yeah, he was an outfielder. He only played in... In those four seasons, he only played in 170 games, probably because of football and getting ready for that. But he only had a 211 average, so he chose the right profession. He just chose the wrong substance for that profession. Yeah. So that's the, the total list of everybody. But I found some interesting facts on him, too, that – can kind of separate them out. So some guys that ended up playing both professional baseball and professional football at the major league level, obviously Deion Sanders, Mm -hmm. he played nine years in, in MLB. So that's a long time to play both because the whole time he's playing nine years in baseball, he's also playing the NFL. Yep. His NFL career, he played for 14 years. I think the most impressive thing about that is he retired for three years and then came back and played two more years with the Ravens. Um, so for baseball, he played with the the Cardinals, Braves, Dodgers, and um, Rangers. No, sorry, wrong, wrong list. He played with the Yankees, Reds, Giants, and Braves. And he's the only player of the list, I guess, ever that played both that played in a World Series and a Super Bowl. Interesting fact is uh, I share a birthday with him. What did you say? I froze for a minute. I said I share a birthday with him, August 9th. Nice. So he got all the athleticism for that day. 
well, most of it. Drew Struby got some too, which okay. he's a, a friend of my sister's from high school, but he's yoked. He's a good athlete <laughs> in high school. Anywho, just interesting Anywho. fact. The uh, the other the last fact I had for him though, for baseball, even though he he played nine years, he only played in over over hundred games one time, and that was in ninety seven with the Reds. Um, but I remember I don't remember because I'm not old enough to remember it. But in ninety two, he played in the World Series with the Braves. And they brought a helicopter in for him so he could be there for the game. Game six, I think it was. Uh, another guy, Brian Jordan, another former Brave. He's a first-round pick by the St. Louis Cardinals for baseball in 98 and a seventh-round pick by the Bills. He ended up getting cut by the Bills, signed with the Falcons, played with the Falcons through 1991, and was a pro bowler. Also an all-star in baseball. Ended up playing 15 years in the big leagues with the Cardinals, Braves, Dodgers, and Rangers. So he's a guy that ended up choosing baseball over mm-hmm. football after doing them both. He's a pro bowler. Um, I didn't, what position did he play? He was a safety. Makes sense. Safety or long. I know he played defense. Huh. But he, was a, he was a pro bowler in 1991. Uh, then I think the, the most famous of all time, obviously Bo Jackson. Yep, he's the only one to ever. Well, that kind of maybe not. It says he's the only one to ever be an All Star in both. So maybe Brian Jordan never made an All Star game for the for baseball. But uh, Bo Jackson, obviously number one overall pick in '86 by Tampa, but he didn't sign. So it's another Kyler Murray situation. He didn't sign with Tampa. And so then the Royals ended up drafting him fourth in the fourth round. And then he later on got on with the, the Raiders. But he only played football till the end of the 1990 season because of that hip injury. He ended up playing a couple more years of baseball, but never got to the level that everybody thought he would because of that injury. But, um, so the last big one I got here that did cho- choose NFL, you mentioned it before, was John Elway. Uh, which is something that we might have to be on the lookout for with this Kyler Murray situation. In, 19, in 1981, he got drafted by the Yankees, and they gave him a $140,000 signing bonus, which was more than the number one overall pick that the time got. And he was drafted six spots in front of Tony Gwynn, Hall of Famer Tony oh. Gwynn. Tony yeah. Gwynn. <laughs> yeah. So he only played one year in the minors. Had a pretty good year. He hit 318 with a 432 on base percentage, 151 at bats, four homers, more walks than strikeouts. He had 28 walks, 25 strikeouts. And so in 1983, he was the first overall pick by the Baltimore Colts. But he had the leverage like Kyler's going to have this year, and he forced them to trade him to the Denver Broncos, and the rest, as they say, is history. Uh, and two other guys here that I've got that chose baseball over going to college. I guess another one that played both in college uh, and chose to go professionally to baseball is Jeff Smarja. 
tight end for Notre Dame, pitcher now pitcher for the Giants. Played for the Cubs. Um, yep, played for the Cubs, played for the A's. Um, two guys that chose, got drafted out of high school for baseball, ended up choosing to, to follow that route and not take their uh, – not go to college. Jeff Francoeur drafted out of high school by the Braves. He was actually uh, a top recruit going to play safety at Clemson. Chose to go baseball. And Joe Maurer, the other one, mm-hmm. he obviously chose to to go with baseball and go to the Twins, draft out of high school, Minnesota kid. But he had, a, he had signed to play quarterback at Florida State. And the interesting fact about him was he's the only person ever to win the Gatorade National Player of the Year in both baseball and football. So he was the next big thing at Florida State, but chose to chose to go the the baseball route. So there's plenty of plenty of guys to look at here when we talk about what Kyler's choosing and and what he's got in front of him. I want to go back to the Tony Gwynn stuff for a second, just to kind of put things in perspective. Can we go back to that? Um, yeah. He's a great basketball player in, in college. Tony Gwynn? Yeah. So, who was it that you said got drafted in front of him? John Elway? John Elway. Got drafted in front of Tony Gwynn. So, I want everybody to hear this and just kind of give it, a little bit of thought. Um, Tony Gwynn, in 10,232 career plate appearances, 10,232 uh, plate appearances, struck out 434 times. Let that sink in a minute. And so with... Obviously, being a big Braves fan and having the the threesome with Maddox, Glavin, and Smoltz, all three first ballot Hall of Famers, I don't have the stats on me right now, but if you want to see something very impressive about Tony Gwynn, look up his stats against those three guys. He tore them up. And they're all in the Hall of Fame. I think his his numbers against Maddox were ridiculous. And like I said, he played I think I'm pretty sure he was a point guard at San Diego State. He might even be their all time assist leader. Here. But then after he retired, he went back there to coach. I got it. Tony Gwynn faced Greg Maddox, Tom Glavin, Pedro Martinez, and John Smoltz a total of three hundred and twenty three times during his career. And struck out three times. Yeah, that that's hard to do. Like that many at bats, and you only strike out three times. Put put a baseball bat in my hand, and I'll face those guys three hundred and twenty three times, and I might foul three balls off. <laughs> I I think, yeah, I would agree. I would rather face. So, who would you rather face out of that group, though? Would you rather face? a soft thrower with Maddox who's just going to make you look like an idiot? Or would you rather step in there and just try to try to time a, time a John Smoltz fastball? So I would rather face 
Um, Greg Maddox, probably. Um, Just for the simple fact that I think I could probably just ground out a bunch of times. Sure. But there's always, like, there's a, if you put the ball in play, there's always a chance that something's going to happen. Yeah. So, at the very least, I could go back to the dugout saying, eh, I put the ball in play. Yeah, I think I'd rather face Tom Glavin. Because he's all, I'm lefty, so give me a better look. Yep. He's only going to top out at 92. And we've seen 90, 91 before. I I haven't seen 98 that, that Smoltz or Pedro's going to throw at us. Glavin had a really good changeup. And I know what he's going to do. I know what Tom Glavin, how Tom Glavin's going to try to get me out. He's going to stay away, away, away. Maybe occasionally throw one in. But it's going to be that changeup away. And I, I'll take my chance with that over a Pedro changeup or a John Smoltz slider any day. I hear you. Um, we are wow. That really got away from us, didn't it? Um, a little bit. The whole there's just the whole thing. Um, it's great. It's good stuff. It's a great conversation. It's um, as far as like two sport athletes, like I want to know what everyone would do, whether it's the football or basketball or baseball or whatever you're you have two sports you can play what's your decision i want to know regardless of money i don't care about that um but whatever your heart desires i want to know because these assholes like ricky williams can do whatever (laughs) they want and they choose to smoke pot in their living room well i can do that if I wanted right. to do that, I could do that tomorrow. I couldn't go play in the MLB tomorrow. So don't waste don't waste my your time with that. That pisses me off. I want to go through top 10 draft picks really quick. There's no surprises this year. I have a feeling once we get into like the 15, 16, maybe 2014, we're going to get oh, some yeah. surprises. There's going to be some awesome when we get back that far. Um, but for now, I just want to do a recap. Um, DeAndre Ayton went to the Phoenix Suns. Um, Nate, actually, we were talking about this right before that. He said, oh, I don't really feel like he's putting up number one draft pick numbers, but he's played in 45 games. He's averaging a double-double, 17 and 11. I think what's uh, what... Um, He's like your typical big man, like throwing it back to like Shaquille O'Neal and some of those guys that just dominate the paint. We're in a in an era of positionless basketball. Well, he's not a positionless player. He's a he's a true five. So he's not gonna flash you like the centers do now, but he's getting it done. Um, Bagley it went second. I would say, like, if there were to be a, a quote-unquote bust with a draft, at this point, it probably would be Bagley. He's only played in 30 games. He's in Sacramento. Um, but he is averaging 12-5. and five, So it's not like he's a complete bust. Um, but when you look at the rest of the 
top 10 picks, like, they're all playing in 40-plus games. Um, Luka Doncic or Doncic or whatever his name is, he got taken by the uh, the Hawks. And uh, now he's in Dallas. He's played in 42 games. He's probably been the most impressive rookie, averaging 20 points, 7 boards, 5 assists. Um, yeah, everything you hear is he's the rookie of the year, right? Yeah, he's he's definitely the front runner. I'd say other than Harrison Barnes, he's probably the best player on the team, but I'm biased. <laughs> Big time. Um, <laughs> Jaron Jackson, uh, he went to Michigan State. Um, he got picked up by Memphis, um, fourth overall. 43 games, 13-5, and five, nothing special. Uh, Trey Young got drafted by Dallas, and now he's in Atlanta. Um, surprising, um, he's played in 44 games. He's averaging 16 points and 7 assists. Um, That's better than I thought. He was going to be my pick to be the biggest, not necessarily bust, but I'd say let down, because I thought he was the most overrated college player all of the league, all of last year. Yep, I agree. Um, I did put a note in here. He's averaging four turnovers a game. Which that was a, that was a huge issue for him in college. Yeah, I want to say at Oklahoma he was averaging like six a game. I know. That, I remember there was one game I watched. He had eleven. Yeah, that was a. Um, did he have a triple double that game with turnovers and points and assists? Probably. I don't. Probably not assists. Well, he could make it, was it probably happen. A game he was missing a lot of shots and. Forcing things. He could make it happen with I mean he was a for as good of a scorer as he as he was, he could he could dish it out too. Yeah. Um Mo Bamba next on the list, taken by Orlando, played in thirty nine games. Um a bigger letdown than Trey Young, I think. I mean he's averaging six points and five boards. Um but he's got a rap song named after him, so I mean, you got to take the good with the bad, I guess. Um, He's another guy that I thought was kind of overrated in college. I didn't really think he was all that special at Texas. Yeah. That's where you're drafting projected size to the NBA. Right. The the thing about the NBA draft is it's not always drafting the best players in college. You're drafting what you think their body's going to grow into. Well, and it's really not even what you're going to get right away. It's like, hey, what are we going to have in four or five years? Which I think right. this com- this topic is going to get more interesting the further back we go. Um, next, Chicago took Wendell Carter. He's played in 44 games. He's averaging 10 and 7. Um, Colin Sexton, who I thought was another player that was overrated in Al- at Alabama. He's played in 44 games. He's averaging 15 points, three boards, and three assists. Um, Kevin Knox, who I thought was probably the best all-around player in the draft, got taken by the Knicks at ninth overall, and he's played in 36 games, 13 points, four boards, um, and to round out the top 10, uh, Michael uh, Bridges uh, out of Villanova, taken by Philly. 
45 games, so he's playing a lot. Uh, he's just not very productive. But they've got a, they've got, they're pretty deep. They've got a lot of threats. Um, so it's probably not him let being let like letting anybody down. It's probably just he's not getting a lot of opportunities. Yeah, that's um, Jimmy Butler and Ben Simmons and what's the the tall guy? Joel Embiid hogging the ball. Yeah, you got that other douchebag from Duke. Um, JJ. He, yeah, I was gonna say he's not. You can even, say his name. It's all right. I was gonna say he's not even important enough for me to remember. But I, yeah, once you said JJ, JJ <laughs> Redick. Um, but I mean, Michael back uh, Bridges. He's still averaging seven and three, so not um, terrible given his situation. Right. Um, but like, like I said before, like no big surprises. All of the top rookie of the year candidates, they're all in the draft in the top ten. Um, one person I want to talk about is, um, Michael Porter. He hasn't played. He's been hurt. Um, he's not like, I'm not highlighting him because I think he's a bad player or anything like that. Um, because he hasn't played, but I question if he's ever going to be healthy enough to be what everybody thought he would be. Um, out of high school, he was a huge prospect, and he played what like three games at at Missouri. Yeah. yeah, didn't do anything, and had all this buzz around him. I mean, he's got the body, he's got the attributes, but at the end of the day, like the what the attributes? Yeah, like he's got the skill attributes. A tri- I say a tribute, so potato, potato. Tomato, tomato. Yeah, no. <laughs> it's attributes. I don't care what it is. You knew exactly what I was saying. You just wanted to be a jerk. Hey, I'm just pointing out differences. You say we don't we uh, don't disagree enough. Well, we disagree on apparently tomato, tomato, attributes, attributes, and tomato, tomato. But I just... Potato, potato. Shut up, Nate. Let me make my point. I don't think he's going to pan out. I I don't think he's ever going to be healthy enough to be a good player. Um, What's he down with now? I know in college it was his back. Is it still his back? I imagine. I don't know. He's not important enough for me to like look it up. I just know sure. like he's been hurt ever since he's been on this like the national scene like. I don't understand why I understand why he left school to go to the draft because he's going to get some money knowing that he might never play. He might never he'll never be good. I don't I don't have a problem with saying like Michael Porter's a guy that is never going to work out. I wouldn't have an issue with that either because basketball is so much of a crapshoot. Like, like I said, you're drafting projectability, body body type, things like that. Where some of the guys, if you watch the draft, you hear names like, "Who is that?" Yep. They're either, and even if you watch an NBA game, like you're not, you would think, like if you're watching NFL game, you've probably heard these guys' names from college football. You know, if you're watching. Baseball, I guess, not so much because not many people really watch college baseball. But 
you would think it would be the same with the NBA compared to college. You would think that, you know, you're going to see more of those college stars showing off in, in the NBA, but it just doesn't happen. Well, because t- of being one and done. Well, and I'll tell you another reason why. I'm just going to, I just clicked on a random name Chandler Hutchinson, Hutchison from Ball State. He went to Chicago. He got drafted uh, 22nd overall. Uh, or not Ball State, Boise State, sorry. He's played in 39 games in the NBA. Who is he? Right. It, and then you think of just even your team alone, where all your your Tar Heels that were studs in college, you know, where's where's Joel Berry? Where's Kennedy Meeks? Where's Page? All those guys. Theo Penson, the other day, notched his first career triple-double in the G League. And then a couple days ago, he went off for 43 points. Yeah, he's always been – I mean, he was was a star NBA prospect that didn't do that in college because he didn't – he wasn't that wasn't part of their offense. He didn't get drafted. Well, that's what I mean. Like he he's that projecting. Like you could see him being better in the NBA than in college. He's but just a to, to that point too, of guys. You know, I said all those those Tar Heel guys. Same thing with Iowa State with George Niang, Matt Thomas, Naz Long. Monte Morris is playing really well for the Denver Nuggets. Had a career high last week at 21 points. But and Denver just Nuggets guys are playing well. Playing good yeah, basketball. They're, they're deep, too. They got a lot of young guys, too. But So, to, to finish your topic on Michael Porter, he had another back surgery this summer. So, that's what he's rehabbing from now. Uh, that is holding him down. But, just, I would agree. I don't. And speaking of Denver, that, that's who took him. He He's the property of the Denver Nuggets. But if you're a Nuggets fan, don't get your hopes up. Yeah. He's not going to Which is out. fine because you've got Monte Morris. That's right. If you have Monte yep. Morris, all is good. All um, is good. Speaking of all is good, I want to switch gears to how successful you were at the, with the picks in the playoffs this week. Do you want to tell us about that? Oh, you want to throw that that in my face again? Do you want to tell us about that, or should I tell everybody how good you were? Yeah, sure. I'm not not embarrassed to say that I I picked three of the right losers, because that's what I was doing. Three of the right losers. I knew luck. if you're listening and you're not paying attention, that means that Nate went three and, or uh, one and three. Yeah. And I knew I had really bad luck. I had really bad luck last week, so... My thought was, I'm going to pick the teams I want to lose to win as kind of a reverse psychology type of thing. So I really wanted the Chiefs to win, so that's why I picked the Colts, so on and so forth. But I picked four and oh. I mean, sure, if you want to go with all four. You know, not pick any underdogs and not take a chance at anything. I, I just I looked at it and said, "Who's going to win?" And I picked who I thought would win. 
And I lived on the wild side. I took a chance. Well, I just I did it the right way, I guess. If you want to look at it sure. that way. Um, but hey, sh- another shot at redemption because the first round wasn't that good for you either. Let's no, let's just. But I still have my Super Bowl pick alive. Let's play a game, Nate. Who do you got going to the Super Bowl? I want to play a game. Well, um, all right. So now no games. I'm a big. I haven't even. I mean, they're all four really good teams. Top four scoring offenses. I think they're going to be two really good games. But I'm going to go with the Saints and the Chiefs. I'm going with the home team in both of them. Um, but I could see it going. I could see it going completely reversed on me again because it's really difficult to bet you against can't Tom do Brady. That. You can't do that. Pick- no, I'm picking. I'm picking the Chiefs and the Saints. I'm just saying it's really it, Tom Brady's going to do something stupid to to win that game. But I'm going with the Chiefs and the Saints. So I'm going to go with I. I'm not going to be able to make fun of you next week because I'm I'm going with the Chiefs and the Saints too. Um, I just, I think that Drew Brees wins a Super Bowl and retires. You think he retires? Yeah, if he wins a Super Pretty Bowl. Pretty sure he just signed an extension. Huh? Pretty sure he just signed an extension. But if you win a Super Bowl, like, why wouldn't you just quit? Talk about a mic drop. I mean, we were talking about John Elway earlier. John Elway and Peyton Manning it. I mean, I could see it. He did just he just turned forty two days yes today or yesterday. So pick your phone up, dude. Um Yeah, I think if he wins a I think if they don't win, I then he'll come back. I could see it, I guess. You know what I'm excited about is uh who's the D back for the Rams that was like Sean Payton was talking shit to. D-back or D-bag? I guess both. Marcus yeah, Peters. Yes. I mean, it doesn't matter. Um, I would love for him to have to guard Michael Thomas. Oh, yeah. Just and like tear him apart. 11, 12 catches for 170 yards and two touchdowns. And then, I can see it. And then Michael Thomas bringing out a bowl of gumbo soup. Just to serve to him, like here's the gumbo you wanted. I love Sean Payton's response to that. I'm really more of a Midwest steak and potatoes guy. But... <laughs> oh man! So there you but have that it. Kind of gives us a good segue segue into our last uh, last topic, talking about the Eagles. If you want to talk about that, yeah, let's do, let's talk about it. We'll, we've got. I wanted to. We'll get into college basketball next week. We got. We'll hit on a lot of that stuff next week. We'll have a lot of good stuff. But um, yeah, because this week we were really both. I mean, you were going to rag on the Tar Heels. I was going to rag on Iowa State, but they're actually playing really well right now. They're up thirty-nine to thirty-one against Texas Tech. Look, with a minute left. But I was just going to rag on Wigington and and his seeming lack of teamwork. But we can talk about that later. Yeah. The, hey, throughout the entire season, I'm here to rag on my Tar Heels. They're they're gonna let me down in a big way this year. So trust me, about, I know. Just look at my text messages. Let's talk about Philly. Let's talk about you are the GM 
in Philadelphia. What do you do? Go. Well, if I'm if I'm the GM, I'm I'm signing. Well, I guess the first thing I'm trying to do is I'm talking to Nick Foles and see what he'll sign for. If I can get him for a reasonable reasonable price for a three or four year deal, because I think it's you got to go about it both ways at the same time, right? You have to talk to him first. I know he wants to be here. I know he wants to be in Philadelphia. I want to see what he'd sign for. And then second, I want to see what the market for Carson Wentz would be. Because in a perfect world, what I'm doing is I'm re-signing Nick Foles and I'm trading Carson Wentz for the most you can get. Probably, I mean, probably you get a first and a second and then a, a top player. So one idea that was thrown about on the Will Kane show that I watch every day, sending or Carson Wentz to Jacksonville for a first, a second, and Jalen Ramsey. Well, oh. Right, because Jalen Ramsey, great player, but it's probably worn out as welcome in Jacksonville. Uh, as far or, as I'm concerned, he can stay as long as he wants. Or another guy that's kind of worn out a little bit of the welcome, kind of on a sour note. How about picking up the phone, calling John or uh, John Elway, and seeing if he would take Carson Wentz for a one, a three, and Von Miller? They're not going to get rid of Von Miller. Jaguars aren't going to get rid of. Jalen I mean, that, that's just a thought. I agree. I think. All things the same, all things equal. Um, if I have random number, let's call it $50 million that I can give to one of them, I'm giving it to Nick Foles. I'm going to let Carson go. Well, I'm not going to let him go. I'm going to get a couple big draft picks for him. Right. Um, as far, I mean, as far as adding a third player or a, a player to a couple first from second round draft picks, I think that's where it, your thought was like, what what is the market for him? Right. Um, I don't. Because I mean, you look at the draft. There's no top quarterback there, so you're gonna get top dollar for him. Yeah, but I don't think a you know I don't think a team like the Jaguars are gonna are going to give up a first, second round pick and a guy like Jalen Ramsey. Um, you don't there, think they're going to look at their last two years and think what a, what could have been if we didn't have an incompetent Blake Bortles as my quarterback? Um, I think they're going to look at this past year and ask that. I think they overachieved two years ago, so they're not going to do that for the 2016-17 season. Um, but they, they could, however, you look at why they've been six quote unquote successful. Cause they had a shit year this year, Terrible. Um, but it's their defense and you can't talk about the Jaguars defense without talking about Jalen Ramsey. No, I agree there. So they're not going to get rid of him. Um, I would but what say, would you rather have? I mean, what would you rather have? A top 
a top corner or a top quarterback? Well, that's not. I'm the, choosing quarterback. That's not the. That's not the situation, though, Nate. Would you rather have? It a top- would be if you're looking at if we had to trade him to get him. No, I would take the quarterback over the cornerback. But that's not that's not the question, Nate. The question is: Would I rather have a top cornerback that's proven that he's a blanket, or take a risk on a top quarterback but can't stay healthy? Or so that, that's a risk. Would you rather have Jalen Ramsey turn into Antonio Brown, which he's very likely to do? I just think I think his his I think he's probably rubbed a lot of people the wrong way in Jacksonville, and it's probably time for him to move on. But that's what I would do. I wouldn't give up him yet. Um, in the locker room. I don't think he's caused a problem like Antonio Brown's caused. I actually know he hasn't caused a problem like that. Yeah. Um, yet, but he might not. Meanwhile, you have a young top five, top three cornerback in the league. And then, but cornerbacks age a lot worse than quarterbacks do, also. Keep that part in mind, but. Good discussion. I don't know. I, I personally would take the quarterback. I would I wouldn't give up a guy like Ramsey yet. Um there are there probably are team uh players and look, I as a guy that lives in Jacksonville and wants to see Jaguars do well, I would love to have Carson Wants come on down. But I'd, yeah. I I wouldn't want to see them give up a guy like him in the draft picks like that because I know that there are other guys available that could come down for cheaper that are going to be a big improvement from Blake Bortles. And the Joe ja- Flacco? The J- yeah. The Jaguars don't need somebody to, to light the world on fire. They just need a guy that's going to manage the game and not turn the ball over. They need, yep. a, they need a guy that can throw, that can go... 18 for 25. So you're looking for an Alex Smith. Perfect. You look, hey, go 18 for 25, throw for 220 to 250 yards a game and two touchdowns. That could even be Nick Foles for you if they don't sign him. But I think I'd with rather, Nick Foles, I think he's a I think Nick Foles is a system quarterback because you look at what he did outside of Philadelphia and he didn't do anything. But again, that was with Jeff Fisher, who Jeff Fisher's proven he can't do anything with quarterbacks. But well, and he's he was also a year older, two years older, had more experience yeah. under his belt. Like, there's a lot more that goes into the conversation of what quote unquote system quarterback, because we both know that people get better. And I think when we talk about the system, too, I think he fits the system in Philadelphia better than Carson Wentz does. He's He gets the ball out of his hands quicker, which I think that's why they had so much success with him last year. And then this year is the, the read op- – or not the read option, but the, the RPOs, the run-pass option. He gets it out quick, makes quick decisions. And he's a good – I mean, he's a good quarterback. Yeah. So I would – 
I would keep Nick Foles, and he's done. I mean, he won you a Super Bowl. He got you close to another one. And Carson Wentz just can't really stay healthy, so I'd be I'd be trying to move on from Wentz if I can get a good deal. If yeah. I can't get a good deal by the time I need to, then uh, I'll let Nick Foles walk because I'm not going to pay him $20 million to be my backup because that's what his option is for. But the other the other thing there is Carson Wentz is still on his rookie deal, so you're not paying him a lot of money. So really, you're only paying one salary-based starting quarterback and one backup quarterback. It's just their roles might be reversed compared to their salary. But yeah, I don't know. If we look to our, our, our Facebook posts, Aaron Tweet, he wants to stick with Wentz because he's younger. You just spent a second second overall pick on him. And he had good good numbers this year when he wasn't fully healthy. And Nick Foles is 30 years old. So did you get the best out of Nick Foles, the best he's ever going to be? Has that been the last two years and it's only going to go down from here? That's a possibility. Yeah. Well, uh, I want to hear about, you know, we had a great conversation about on Facebook about this. And we need to cut this short. Um, I'm in the bedroom. My wife. It's way past her bedtime. Um, we don't need to hear about what you're doing in the bedroom. I'm alone in the bedroom, but my wife is probably itching to go to sleep. Good news is my sports room, man cave, is about to be done. Just got a new TV in there. Going to get a new um, new couch is getting delivered on the 23rd. Um, I, I'm a, a beer fridge and a cigar humidor away from like having it made in the shade in that room i'm never gonna leave it money bags yeah right we bought well we're just we've been in the house for two years has it been two years already uh a year and nine or ten months um and like we're just now getting around to like that room not being a junk room so gotcha um, and we found a couple of good deals on a couch and uh, a TV, but well, come get your damn dresser out of my basement then. Well, you can bring it down. <laughs> anyways, we anyways. did. Uh, before we go, we did want to throw it out. We'll throw this on Facebook too. We're looking for a good name, so yes. we we've got a couple options. We'll put those on uh, on Facebook, but we need we need some suggestions. What what a good name would be for for our show uh, to you know stand out to help us stand out a little bit, but also just a, a fun name. So we've got a couple. Do you want to give our couple now, or you want to just throw it on, on we'll, the page? We'll uh, we'll create a poll on Facebook. Um, Deal. About I don't know that. how to create a poll, so I'll let you do that. We'll figure it out. The other All thing right. is the music. Um, I kind of botched that <laughs> uh, to start this, but um, you know we're trying to liven it up. You know we're this is six episodes. We've got a good follower base, um, more than we thought we'd have at this point. I think. Um, yeah. So we're trying to make it more fun. We're at an hour and 23 minutes, so hopefully most of you guys are still with us at this point. <laughs> um, but, yes. Keep giving topics, though. We need 
we need your your topics to keep our keep our momentum moving forward yes as always thanks for listening we love you guys um and uh we will you'll hear from us next week peace out bye